All right, welcome to the runningrestaurants.com podcast, where we bring you the tips, tools, and techniques you need to make your restaurant more profitable and successful. I'm your host, Jamie Oikel. Today, I've got a great episode for you with Dom Didiana, CEO and founder of Slice Factory. So first of all, I love the name. Uh, so we're going to talk pizza. Uh, tell us about Slice Factory. So um, Slice Factory is uh, is a newer brand. Um, we rebranded in, in 2013. But we go all the way back to 1998. Um, my uh, father opened up his first pizza shop in 1998. We uh, moved back to uh, back from Italy yep. in 1996, and in 1998 he opened up his first pizza shop. So, um, so that's where that's where we got started in the in the pizza business. And a quick, quick question. So you, you, the family's from Italy, from Naples, I think. Correct yep. me if I'm wrong. Yep, so you, that's where you grew up, or he grew up, and you brought pizza over. And 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 you said, and this is in the in the Chicago area, correct? Chicago, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. A suburb right outside of Chicago called Berwyn, Illinois. Yep. So we started at, we started in 1998. Uh, at the time, I was I was 11. So yeah. uh, you know, people people always ask me. Uh, yeah, how'd you get how'd you get started in the business? And I literally say, well, I grew up in the business. Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> I uh, as, as starting a pizza shop. My uh, mom and dad had uh, three employees. Um, my my father ran the front of the house. He had a, a helper that ran the back of the house, and my mom was the delivery driver. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, you know, as as most uh, parents do, they they recruit their kids. Yep. as their first hires and uh, I have an older brother he's a few years older than me that he got you know he was uh, lucky enough to uh, get recruited first and uh, and uh, and then I followed so um, so yeah a, a family family story the American dream he moved here uh, got his first uh, first business under his wings and uh, after a few years he started seeing some success and um, uh, it took him a couple years, and uh, like I said, he recruited uh, he recruited his kids, and uh, you know we we had to do it because of necessity. But for me, um, you know, I was always getting in the way. I always wanted to be involved, and uh, I got good at it, <laughs> yeah. and I learned and I learned to love it. And uh, so as my brother got older, um, he, my dad opened up his second restaurant, and my brother uh, brother took the, the lead on that one and he opened that location. So then I was able to, to step in and, and take over and help operate the, the existing business. I was going to ask the, the, one of the first questions you asked is how, how long does some, some places expand and they just, they just start like that and expand, but how long yeah. between first location and second location? Sure. So 1998 was the first one. And then second location was, um, three years later. Okay. Three years. Like All right. Uh, close, close enough to each other to drive over. Yeah. The next town over. A, so uh, the second one was in Chicago. That was yeah. about a, I would say about a half hour away yeah. um, from from the, the existing business. Now Chicago is a serious uh, pizza marketplace. Oh yeah. So uh, what do you do there to be different? To yeah. Stand out. So what what made our claim to fame was uh, we do pizza by the slice. And we we cut a 28 inch pizza, and we cut it into into slices. And back in the day, it was the jumbo slice and free pop for three dollars. Yeah, 
I want that. that. I want that now. Can I get that now? <laughs> yeah, and that was our claim to fame, and um, and and that's what we became known for. Then um, we also had um, different. Uh, my dad had a brother and cousins, and we all started opening up the same uh, with the same name, similar concept, mm-hmm. uh, all over the all over the city. And at one point, we were up to twenty something locations. Okay. So um, that being said, uh, as, as I got involved with the business, um, I took a lot of pride in what I was doing. And um, when it came to like quality and uh, just consistency overall, the product, and yep. I, would get, I would get so offended every time when people would come into my, my, my family's businesses and would say how they didn't enjoy their experience at one of the other owners or relatives locations. Right. Uh, because I took so much pride in what I was doing. So um, as the years went on, uh, this is about 2013. Um, I took uh, my my one restaurant and my parents' two restaurants, and I rebranded them under Slice Factory. Right. I did that because I wanted to have my own identity, and I wanted to uh, eventually scale and franchise. And I knew that using the uh, the other name that we were operating under, um, I didn't own the rights to it, so I couldn't do it. So I had to bite the bullet. Um, yeah, that's a hard decision, it, by it, the way. Family it, involved, uh, relatives involved, branding it, involved. It really was. It was a. It was a. You know, that my family. That's is what we lived off of, right? So you know, if it didn't work out. It would have. It would have really yeah, backfired right. on me, and I wouldn't have looked too good. Uh, yeah. And uh, you know. Uh, my brother, he uh, he didn't. He he stayed with the concept, and he's still with them, and he still mm-hmm. operates. But uh, you know, he was the one who didn't want to take the risk, which uh, uh, it is what it is. <laughs> you know, it, it was it's just a big investment. Uh, you know, changing yeah. signage and changing yeah. all that. So, and then also we having to. What, what was really difficult was we had to. Um, educate our current customers that we're the same owners we're basically the same business we're just changing the signage at the front but i wanted to have a concept uh that focused specifically on pizza pizza by the slice uh wings and salads Mm -hmm. and the other brand you know they were they had so many things on the menu they had burgers hot dogs uh, you name it they had it so uh and i knew to scale efficiently at, at, at a large scale we had to minimize uh the menu limit everything we have uh we we did as we had it we created a diverse menu so we cross utilized a lot of toppings uh all the pizza toppings we turned into salads um yep. and um so we did that in 2013 and um that went well for us uh, we learned a lot <laughs> and then uh, the, the whole once we rebranded and we got the, the three locations stabilized, um, I looked into franchising. Now, little yep. did I know, you know, I just thought that you you want to franchise, you have your business, you, you know, you find someone who, who likes your concept, you you work out a deal, and uh, you know, you yeah. I didn't even know they were called royalties at the time, but not that easy, right? <laughs> so then I went down the rabbit hole of figuring out, well, you need a franchise disclosure document, you need operations manuals, you need all the legal and marketing stuff. So we went down that rabbit hole and it took four years. So from 2013 to yeah. 2017 uh, to get all those documents uh, going. If I had to redo it again, it would take a lot longer. I just didn't have the experience or the yeah. the knowledge on how to do that. 
2017, I got my um, first uh, franchise disclosure document ready. And then I said, all right, well, I have to, I have to start uh, selling franchises. Well, you know, with a handful of locations, you know, I had to prove the concept. That's right. So uh, what I did was, I, you know, we've been in business since 1998. So we had people working for me for 10 plus years, uh, loyal, loyal managers and, and good employees. So what I started doing was I started, I said, who would believe in me and who would buy in, into this concept? So I started working yeah. out. Um, so what I did was, and I did it at one location, uh, an employee who was working for me with 10 years, um, very loyal. Um, and, uh, you know, we, I said, Hey, do you want to be a partner of mine? I'll open, uh, I'll open the store and, um, you know, we'll go partnership. And, um, and we did. And, and that was in 2017. And, uh, after a year running it, um, I pitched him the idea to buy me out and he did. So I was able to take, uh, my resources, uh, and capital back. And then I invested in another location and then, um, Next guy in line, we did the same thing, but instead of going to partnership, you know, the the rest of the business had a couple of years financials, so he was able to then uh, take out a loan and, and buy the business back. So I did that. I did a couple of those, um, yep. uh, and just to get get the concept going, get the more brand awareness, and, and just build the brand and get known through the Chicagoland market. Yeah, because as you as you obviously would know far far better than I, pizza is a crowded marketplace. There's big giant yeah. players you see on TV. There's uh, there's there's mom and yeah. pops and 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 so forth. And so you have the brand, and I lo I love the the name catches you right away. You know, Slice Factory, and there's a lot of places where you can't just get a slice. And let me ask let me ask you a question. You talked about a 20, inch, 20 28 inch pie. What would, and I'm thinking like a normal large pie is about 20 inches. Is that, is that uh, sound right? So, um, industry standards and extra large is about 18 to 20 inches. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so ours, we call ours the jumbo. It's 28 and I do it 28. I can make it bigger. However, um, I can't, we deliver those pizzas. So the yeah. challenge we have, uh, we sell them by the slice and we sell them whole. The challenges we have is getting them out the door into people's cars and then getting them into the customers. Door. So that's why I yeah. make the 28 inch. So that way uh, we can, we can do volume and, and deliver them. Yeah, no, it's a, I'm just picturing that sucker. Yeah. That's, you can, you, you can go to town there. Yeah. Um, I, all right, so, you, so, you, so expansion franchise, what, what yeah. are you now as you're growing, what are you looking for in a potential franchisee? Is it experience? Is it capital? Is it both? Yeah. So, um, Opening a restaurant now is easy, right? Mm -hmm. There's there's uh, so much education out there. There's so much access to capital. That what it comes down to is having the person who is willing to commit themselves to running a, a business that's yeah. typically long hours, late nights, and weekends. So uh, so we look for for the person who who really would is going to commit themselves to to doing that. Um, to, to go back a little bit about what you said about the Chicago market before I forget, you know, you said Chicago market is the, it's one of the uh, most dense and, and competitive markets in, in, in the country. Uh, and I agree with you on that, you know, and I tell, I tell all my, my team and potential, uh, potential owners, investors that if we, you. if we can make it in Chicago, we can make it pretty much anywhere else in the country. 
So uh, it, it is, it's a tough competitive market, but it also keeps us on our heels and keeps us improving. The <laughs> ultimate Chicago pizza guide. Like uh, this was sent to me. They, there's a pizza show out of Chicago that they do in, in, in the summertime. And uh, he sent me a copy of this and it's uh, it's, it's not, no kidding around. There's a whole book about Chicago pizza and there's a style, there's a, there's a, sure. there's a brand there. So yeah, if you, if you can, if you can, if you can make pizzas and survive in Chicago, you can replicate that model. What, talk about the, talk about your expansion. Are is yeah. it, is it just in the Chicago area now? Are you beyond so, that other States? So right now we're, uh, we're at 13 units, um, eight corporate, five franchise. Mm -hmm. And, um, this year we're really focusing on our franchise development program, which is now going to the market and, and selling to potential franchisees. Yeah. Uh, to go back to your question, what we look for are a couple of things. We look for the, the operating, uh, they must have an operating partner or be a full-time committed yeah. uh, owner. Um, in 2019, uh, so our concept is pizza by the slice, the big slice. Mm -hmm. uh, in 2019, we opened up our first location that has a slice through. So pizza by the slice yeah. with the drive-thru. Yeah. And um, we opened in 2019 and then in 2020, COVID happened and yeah. our dining room shut down. So um, two of our locations at that point had the slicers and our sales immediately jumped up like 60% because right. no one could come in, but they were able to go through the drive-thru. Right. So what we look for now uh, is locations that have either end caps or freestanding buildings with the drive-thru. Yep. And um, throughout COVID, the problem we were having is uh, staffing the restaurants, right? Uh, as as the years have gone by, it just seems more difficult and difficult to hire back of the house uh, labor. Yep. Just it's very hard for uh, to find people who want to do that that type of work, those types of hours. So uh, we're in the process now of building out a fully automatic uh, pizza robot to Ooh, aid to aid okay. that uh, to aid that back of the house. Uh, Part of it, yeah. So, with the franchisees coming in now, they'll be able to focus more on team development, hospitality, where then the pizza, the pizza bot fulfills the you know the the, the product side of it. I just got to stick there for a second. I I know I've been to out to a couple of food shows, and yeah, there's there's some robots starting to do some stuff. It, how much is your pizza bot going to do? Is it's going to going to fulfill the whole order, put the toppings on? It's just yep. going to make the initial uh, pie. Takes it takes your dough ball, it stretches it. Once it stretches it, it sauces it, uh, tops it with the cheese, all the toppings, puts it in the oven, uh, and then takes it out, puts it in the box, cuts it, and then they're working on getting to close the box as well. All that. All that, yeah. yeah. Okay, is that is that already is that up and running for you already, or it's coming soon? It's coming soon. It's coming oh soon. man, yeah. Okay, um, okay, okay. It's, it's been a project we've been working on for um, going on a year now. So okay, and and you're right. You hit it on the head. The labor part is tough. Um, if you can solve that, now you can focus on the service part, the marketing part, the growth. Without yeah. take, take, that takes takes away a headache. Yeah. COVID was obviously a big deal for pizza places. You guys were one of this is not the right thing to say, but one of the few who who benefited by having that quick 
takeout is already part of your business. Uh, delivery is already part of your business. People needed to phone and order some, you know, whereas fine dining had to just shut down hard and, and figure out how to even take phone, you know, orders on the phone. So you probably saw that big uptake. Any other learnings from COVID that you've continued to, you know, yeah. in the business? So um, I knew early on when technology started to creep in uh, restaurants that we needed to adapt. We started seeing consumer behaviors changing, you know, the, the younger generation not wanting to use the call on the phone, using the apps. So I, I adapted very early on. Um, we had a prior to COVID happening, um, we've had our mobile app that was up and running for a couple of years. Our online ordering was ready. And we were already on the third party apps, which I <laughs> I don't like them, but you know, that they're there part, and part yeah. Of it, yeah. So when COVID happened, we were set up and we were ready for all that digital and all that online, uh, all those online transactions. So um, did we benefit? Yes, but I just think we were more prepared than other restaurants. Uh, and then those people who didn't adapt, who didn't want to accept those third party orders and just were uh, weren't for it, they wanted to get on afterwards. And what happened was, they, the third parties had an influx of people wanting to, to be on their platforms and it just delayed and it, it took them a long time to, to accept orders on those platforms. Yeah. 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 Cr cr crazy times. And, and I'm sure you saw that uptake. I'm sure you learned a lot about um, how to do it a little quicker. Right. I, I know a lot of people had to learn how to, you, that's the thing you already had the learnings, how to put it in a box, how to deliver it, how to make it you know stay well. Those are things you, you already had answered, which, um, w which is important. So, what um, what did we not hit? What do you want to talk about for the last couple of minutes? Uh, what about pizza? What about growth? What yeah, about people, marketing challenges, capturing data. There's so much that goes into what you guys do. Yeah, there's so many uh, for the little bit of time we have. Um, let's talk about um, let me ask you a question. What do your listeners uh, typically enjoy listening to? Well, I'll tell you, I tell you, 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 you hit on the pain point of people, you know, people okay. is a big deal. Yeah. Cost, you know, cost of good soul and profitability yeah. is, a, is a big deal. And sure. so maybe, maybe if you, if you want to stay where you were for a second and talk about how tech has helped you streamline and become more Perfect. profitable, I think that, Perfect. I think that's. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, uh, I have a software that we use, all my managers are on and, um, it, it's, it's really helped are as a company shave about six six points off our bottom line using this six points yeah wow so it's a it's an all-in-one um uh restaurant software uh is it okay if i if i give the company's name out yeah absolutely <laughs> uh i i would recommend them um it it's a all-in-one restaurant software and it's built by restaurant owners it's called restaurant systems pro mm -hmm. um we do all of our uh, our scheduling on there. We do all of our food purchasing and budgeting, and uh, our manager logs are on there. So it's an all-in-one app, and it's on the computer. And uh, I put my team on there about two and a half years ago, and uh, it was a little struggle getting everyone on board at first. But using this software and um, little by little, just shaving margins, shaving margins, we got we got about six points more in profitability because of using this software. Yeah. Well, there's, uh, uh, 
there's there's a lot of tools like that. But what what is important about what you said is you went through the pain of doing it. And I know you probably had to input ingredients and input inventory and input menus and input this. And it's oh, this yeah. is a pain in the ass. But now what now where are you on the backside? You have you have those points back and they're not just back for one day. They're back forever. Probably. Right. right? Now you have yeah. the, systems, the systems in place. Once the system's in place. Now, every time we do our purchasing, if our prices go up or down, our our menu recipe cards adjust mm-hmm. and then our P mixes adjust. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's just yeah. a one time investment. Uh, I would really recommend it. If not that one, I would recommend some type of tech yeah. to help uh, to help that. Uh, yeah, all the, those controls. Exactly. There's no excuse to not do it anymore. I know 20 years ago, it might have cost a smaller <clears throat> restaurant hundreds of thousand dollars, a million dollars to build a system. But now you can buy off the shelf stuff for, yeah. I'm just going to make up a number, $199 a month, 200, whatever it is, it's very affordable. It's not an, it's not a barrier to entry anymore. You just got to, you got, you got to do the work um, that's, that's on that side. Yeah. So, so yeah. And, and so for you, I'm just talking, I'll just talk for you for a second. Now, now you can tell a franchisee that's looking at you, you know, not only do we have the systems and the branding, but we have the formula to create this sort of gross margin, which if you do this amount of sales, you know, so that can be a big, a big sure. selling point. Is that what, is that what you're finding? Is absolutely. That yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and another thing I would recommend too is get a point of sale that allows you to have uh, open APIs to all of these uh, mm-hmm. extra things that you might need, the integrations. Yeah. Um, because uh, cost of labor is gonna keep going up and uh, all these extra uh, apps that you can integrate with your um, point of sale will help you uh, be more efficient and be more profitable. Yeah, it's a very good point as well. And, and that stuff has come a long, long way too. And, and it's, it's amazing what, what it can do. I will probably end with this kind of, uh, your, your point on, on pricing. Prices change, ingredients have changed. So I know, hey, I probably, you probably used to run a $7.99 pizza special. I'm just making up a number, but now- $3, you know, $3 pizza. Yeah, it used to be the, yeah, no everything's way. changed. Yeah. You, you got to change your prices. How have you guys adjusted to changing your yeah. prices to the consumer? So we went through five- price increases uh, through COVID and it was a challenge because we couldn't just reprint menus and change menu boards and change drive-through signage. So uh, I, I, what I did was um, the initial price increase. I I added a 5% uh, uh, like a surcharge to every check. I kept my prices the same. Mm -hmm. And then from 5%, I went to seven and a half percent. And from seven and a half percent, I went to ten, and then um, after the after ten, then prices at that point stabilized, and then we looked at you know our purchasing through our software, and I was able to you know I want to achieve a twenty six and a half percent food cost, and then that helped me adjust all my prices, and then at the fourth price increase, I reprinted everything. Right. So Oof, the challenge. Yeah, and uh, it was, uh, but if I didn't have that software, I it would have been so difficult for me to to figure out, well, if I want to achieve this food cost, where do my, my, my prices have to be? Yeah. And also looking at your P mix too, because not all your prices have to be 26% food cost. Some of them are 20%, right? Some of them yeah. are 30. And then you look at your P mix and you can, you know, uh, make your best judgment off of the actual data. 
Yeah, I love it. Good. Getting into the data. Appreciate it. Well, <laughs> let's uh let's send them to the, yeah. the website. Uh send them where you want. Is, is it a simple it's simple slicefactory.com? Yeah, or? yeah, it's uh slicefactory.com for our website. It's uh franchise slice factory for uh the franchise website. Mm -hmm. And uh we, we do a really good job on TikTok and Instagram. So if you guys want to ah. take a look at our TikToks, uh they're they're funny and uh our Instagram's pretty cool too. So yeah. slice factory. Yeah, good. Maybe maybe fun. Well, maybe we'll revisit uh, some months down the road and talk about your your social stuff because it's it is interesting what uh, what fun brands can do with uh, Instagram and and TikTok and we, we could talk about yeah. that and, and dig in. We got about a hundred thousand followers on TikTok, which uh, it's really for a pizza brand that's uh, it's unheard of. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm proud very of good that. <laughs> well, good, good stuff, man. Appreciate you uh, taking the time and jumping in, folks. Uh, Dom, uh, DB, uh, Didiana of Slice Factory. You can find them on the web at slicefactory.com for more great restaurant marketing and operations, service people, and tech tips. Stay tuned to us here at runningrestaurants.com. Uh, in the meantime, please do us a favor hit that like button or subscribe button or give us some feedback wherever you're listening to this or watching this. We would appreciate it. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Dom. Thanks, Jamie. It's a pleasure.